I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. The gopher tortoise is a threatened species native to southeastern U.S. WMNF's Chris Young reports that the Center for Biological Diversity is suing the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for denying the Animal Endangered Species Act protections. The gopher tortoise digs deep burrows for shelter. Gopher tortoises share their burrows with more than 350 other species and are therefore referred to as a keystone species by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. However, Elise Bennett with the Center for Biological Diversity says the tortoise is facing threats. We have new roads being built every day, new developments in places that were once wild. And what that means in most places, and particularly here in Florida, is that these gopher tortoises are ousted from their habitat. She fears what would happen if more protections aren't put in place. Uh, it really could be this cascading effect across our upland systems. And so we really feel like protecting the tortoise when we know it's in danger of extinction now could really help save not only the tortoise, but these entire systems that are critical to the health of the Southeast. She encourages concerned listeners to contact the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and ask them for Endangered Species Act protections for the tortoise. Wildlands Conservation is an environmental nonprofit organization in Tampa. They created a specialty license plate with the picture of the tortoise. Funds go towards saving the animal. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. Alleging that numerous courses and topics will be prohibited or severely curtailed by a new state law, a group that opposes Governor Ron DeSantis' efforts to remake New College of Florida filed a federal lawsuit Monday challenging the measure. Plaintiffs in the lawsuit include the group NCF Freedom Incorporated and new college professors and students. The legal challenge asked a judge to block the state from enforcing the 2023 law and to declare the measure is unconstitutional. Defendants in the lawsuit are State Education Commissioner Manny Diaz Jr., members of the State University Systems Board of Governors, members of the new College Board of Trustees, and new college interim president Richard Corcoran. The law in part requires that such courses may not distort significant historical events, include curriculum that teach identity politics, or violate a state law that restricts the way certain race-related topics can be taught in schools. The new college board of trustees last week voted to begin a process that would eliminate the school's gender studies program with the student and faculty members of the trustees voting against the plan. New College has drawn heavy attention amid efforts by leadership at the school, which was revamped by DeSantis in January through a slew of conservative appointees to the trustees board. Yesterday was the first meeting of Florida Atlantic University's board of trustees since the school suspended its presidential search earlier this summer. As WLRN's Kate Payne reports, things got heated. It's been more than a month since FAU's presidential search was called off, and tensions are flaring. I am an angry member of the Board of Trustees because this was not handled well from the very beginning. That's Board Vice Chair Barbara Feingold. She's been a donor to State Representative Randy Fine, who's seen as Governor Ron DeSantis's preferred candidate to be FAU's next president. The state pressured FAU to suspend the search after Fine wasn't named as a finalist. Board Chair Brad Levine defended the search. We feel strongly that our search complied with all legal requirements and we would like to resume our search as soon as possible. FAU professors urged the board to stand up to political interference. Anthony Anderson is an alumnus. We're living in a highly politicized world today. It's almost like a wildfire. And I just wish that somehow the wildfire will stop at FAU and let us resume normality. So far, none of FAU's three finalists have dropped out of the running for the top job. I'm Kate Payne in Miami.
The Sarasota Herald Tribune reports the Florida Department of Law Enforcement is paying a lot more money to protect and transport Governor Ron DeSantis. The public, however, is not allowed to know about how much travel is taking place, even though they're paying for it with their tax dollars. That's because recent legislation, which DeSantis also signed into law, prevents the public from making public records requests related to his travel records for himself and some others. During the 2022 to 23 fiscal year, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement spent more than $8 million protecting and transporting the governor, according to a report released yesterday. It spent less than $5 million the year before. The 2022 to 23 fiscal year began July 1st last year and ended on June 30th. In an email, Jeremy Redfern, DeSantis's press secretary, said, quote, His record as the most effective conservative governor in American history has also earned him an elevated threat profile, and FDLE has increased the number of protective agents to ensure the governor and his family remain safe, unquote. The exemption from Senate Bill 1616 comes at a time when DeSantis's travel has come under increased scrutiny because of his White House bid. Former President Donald Trump has also accused DeSantis of taxpayer-funded globetrotting even prior to DeSantis announcing his run for the presidency. The governor's office dismissed this at the time. The law also conceals records about who makes unofficial visits to the governor's mansion. There is a little less toxic blue-green algae in area waters, but does that mean the threat of a large bloom of the toxic algae in the Caloosahatchee River is over? WGCU reporter Tom Bayless has the answer. In a welcome twist on current events in the world of toxic algae blooms, scientists retesting water in a canal infected with blue-green algae since June discovered it's gone. Every week or so for months, the Florida Department of Health in Lee County has been issuing health advisories after positive tests for blue-green algae in the Caloosahatchee River. Waterfront homeowners, fishermen, and boaters who endured a massive outbreak of the noxious cyanobacteria in the river in 2018 have been hoping for a result like the all-clear reported this week. But there's a catch. The tested water is from the Abel Canal by Connie Avenue North in Lehigh Acres, which is fed by the Harns Marsh Preserve in Buckingham. Neither is a direct offshoot of the river. Gil Smart is the director of Vote Water, a clean water nonprofit in South Florida that, among other things, works to stop the repeated outbreaks of blue-green algae. I think it's far, far too early to suggest that we've avoided a summer of slime. We've got the meat of hurricane season yet to go. So no, there's no way we could declare victory yet. The negative test from the separated canal, while a welcome development, doesn't indicate a broader solution to the ongoing environmental problem of blue-green algae in southwest Florida. In Fort Myers, I'm Tom Bayless. It is warm and sunny in the Tampa Bay area. Cooler weather after the rain this morning. Highest today in the lower 90s. Slight chance of showers later this morning. Overnight lows in the upper 70s tonight. And a good chance of daily showers through the next week. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.